morning and welcome to today's podcast. I'm going to go ahead and try to podcast while driving. This will be an interesting experiment. So one of the things I love to do is to figure out how I can possibly use my drive time. I used to use it just to make phone calls, but you know, sometimes it can be difficult to get people to pick up. People are so reluctant to pick up phone calls these days. So the ability to monologue and deliver a podcast instead should be an ideal way for me to use this time. One of the things I'd like to do with this time is to share some of the things that are important to me, uh, to share some of the ideas that I felt have been very effective in my life. And today what I'd like to talk about is what I call the portfolio life. What I mean by the portfolio life is the ability to view your life as if it were an investment portfolio. If you think about your investment portfolio, do you take all of your money and put it into a single stock? Well, you might, but if you did, that would actually be very bad. I had a friend who did something along those lines and it cost him quite a bit of money when he put almost all of his savings into Exodus stock. So I definitely do not recommend it. Instead, what a wise investor does is to build a broadly diversified portfolio of different assets. And it doesn't have to be individual stocks. In the case of investment, usually the most important thing is to divide up your investments between, say, equities, fixed income, emerging markets, and so on and so forth, because each of these different asset classes has different characteristics. And in fact, if you think about what delivers the best returns versus risk over time, usually it's going to be the asset allocation rather than the individual funds you choose that matter. So let's apply that logic to our own lives. If we look at our own lives, we can figure out that we need to construct a portfolio for our lives. Now, the way we construct our portfolio is by tackling different activities. Essentially, the only thing that we can do in terms of our life is to invest the sole resource we have, our time. And so the portfolio life basically says, you need to be as careful investing your time as you would be investing your capital. In fact, you probably should be more careful in how you invest your time because you only have a finite amount and everyone has the same amount versus your capital where if you are fortunate enough to become wealthy, you have plenty of capital and can invest it in a lot of different ways. And by the way, one of the best ways to invest your money is to buy yourself more time. Now, thinking about the portfolio life, I would say that most people don't take this approach. Most people look at their life and they still view it in the old-fashioned way of, I have one job and then I have a bunch of hobbies that I do. And the job is designed increasingly in this day and age to provide everything, not just income, but your personal identity, your friend network, your fulfillment, I get it. We spend a lot of time at work, and especially if you work as an entrepreneur or you work at a high-tech firm that's growing very quickly, you may very well spend well over half or more of your waking hours working. Actually, you'll probably spend two-thirds of your waking hours working. But I think that this is an incorrect approach. And even if you have a demanding job, I still think that thinking about the portfolio lot thinking about the portfolio life can be very helpful to you. So let's think about the different characteristics you're looking for in your quote unquote investments. 
when it comes to investing your time. One thing you need to get, of course, is current income. Unless you are fortunate enough to be independently wealthy, you still have to work for a living, and you need something that's going to allow you to pay the bills, whether it's a mortgage, a very large one in the case of living here in the Bay Area, or the various necessities of life, or even the luxuries that allow you to live what my friend Ramit Sethi calls the rich life. You need money and your work has to provide it, so a core part of your portfolio has to be something that provides current income. I would also say that a core thing your portfolio has to provide is upside. Now it may very well be that you're content to just go ahead and, and work and pile up your income. That is a wonderful thing. But one of the reasons people are so excited about the startup world is because of the potential for upside, for life-changing events, liquidity events, acquisitions, etc., etc. So what are you doing in your life to have upside? I like to call it having bets on the table. Do you have any bets on the table that are able to pay off? If you don't have a bet on the table, then you can't have the kind of life-changing event that I'm talking about. And it may be that those bets are long shots. It may be that many of those bets, if not most of those bets, will never pay off. But if you have zero bets on the table, you don't even have that hope. The fact that most people don't have bets on the table is demonstrated by the fact that the lottery remains popular. The lottery is a terrible, terrible thing. Negative expected value, completely unlikely to ever happen, and yet people buy lottery tickets because it provides them with hope. It gives them the illusion of upside. I think you can do better than that. I don't think you need the illusion of upside. I think you need the real thing, and that's another core part of your portfolio. I think that another thing that your portfolio needs to provide is enjoyment. So your life is worth living because you're happy. And happiness is not just a hedonic pleasure. Happiness is also the satisfaction and contentment. Happiness is the sense that your life has meaning. All of these things matter. Is there anyone out there who says, you know what, I don't want to be happy. I want to live a miserable life. I don't think so. And yet most people go about thinking about the happiness in their life in a non-systematic way. That's where the portfolio life comes in. You need to make investments that are going to pay off in terms of your happiness, not just in terms of finance, the income and upside that I talked about. And then under the term, in, in terms of happiness, there are probably a couple of subsectors that we need to think about. One of the first is your identity. Your identity, as I mentioned, is a very important thing. I have seen a lot of entrepreneurs tie up their personal identity with that of their company. And that can be very dangerous. I still remember uh, the late Jody Sherman, who was an entrepreneur who had a company called Ecomom. Jody was a, a good guy. I had met him uh, long before he became an entrepreneur, and I liked him. And unfortunately for him, his identity was so bound up with Ecomom that when Ecomom went south and looked like it was about to implode in an embarrassing way, Jody actually took his own life. And this was extremely sad because he had many years in front of him. Yes, Ecomom was going to go under, but you know what? I've had companies go under. You can survive that. What you can't survive is suicide. 
So it's so important not to let your identity be completely tied up into one thing. Your identity needs to rest on multiple pillars. And this might represent uh, your identity as an entrepreneur, but that's only a part of it. Some of it's your identity as a spouse, as a parent, as a child, as a brother or sister, as a member of an organization, perhaps a church, perhaps a club, as a group of friends. So those relationships and the, the identity that you derive from them are very, very important. Speaking of relationships, I would say that a big part of your portfolio life is investing in those relationships. If you look at the research of Edward Detchie, who wrote the great book, Why We Do What We Do, which is all about motivation, the key motivating factor for all of us who should be intrinsic motivation. Intrinsic motivation is much more powerful than extrinsic motivation. And in fact, extrinsic motivations, which I summarize as wanting to be rich, famous, and good looking, those don't actually make you happy. Scholarly research is pretty clear. Hey, you know what? Beyond a certain point, money doesn't help. And the rich, famous, and good looking are not necessarily any happier than you or I, if those were their goals. You can be happy if you're rich, famous, and good looking, but only if those aren't the things that you want. Because if you want those things, those external shallow things, even if you get them, you still won't be happy. A great example of this is provided by Daryl McDaniel of the great rap group Run DMC. And Daryl tells the story of how when Run DMC was at the height of their fame, he had all the money, all the wealth, all the groupies, all the things he had ever dreamed of. He suddenly became phenomenally depressed because he realized, I have everything I've ever wanted and I'm still not happy. Intrinsic motivation is the key. And intrinsic motivation means relationships with people you care about. It means a sense of personal growth. And it means a sense of giving back to the community. So each of those three intrinsic motivations are things that you want your portfolio life to deliver. You want your portfolio life to deliver strong relationships with people you care about. And the only way to do this is by investing your time. I hate to break it to you guys, but just posting pictures of yourself on Instagram and Facebook are not enough to build relationships that are going to emotionally sustain you. You need to actually make the time to see people face to face. This can be as simple as just making sure you actually see your friends. For example, last night I got together with an old friend that I've known since my days at D.E. Shaw and Company. He was in town for a conference and he got together with for dinner with me and my family. And that's the kind of soul-sustaining activity that I think it's well worth investing in. You can also do things that are a little more sophisticated, a little more supported by research. One of the key things that research tells us is that gratitude is an enormously powerful emotion and great for producing happiness. So express the gratitude that you feel to the people in your lives. One of the things that people do sometimes is write a gratitude letter telling someone how much they meant to them. Let me tell you, when you do that, you're going to feel good and they're going to feel great. It is a win-win situation that's going to dramatically increase the happiness of both your portfolios. So a gratitude letter is a great way of building up those relationships. And again, it's really all about taking the time. If you sent someone a gratitude letter that was obviously a form letter where you just filled in a couple of words like a Mad Lib, that wouldn't produce the right result for you 
and it wouldn't produce the right result for them, you're going to have to invest the time because again, that's the only way you can invest in those relationships. I often tell people about children and I say children are very smart. They don't care how much you tell them that you love them. They don't care how much you buy them. They're going to determine whether or not you love them by whether or not you're willing to spend time with them. It doesn't even have to be quality time, although that helps. It's just a matter of, I value you enough to spend my valuable time with you. The second thing we talked about is personal growth. So are you doing things that allow you to grow? And that probably means, by the way, either doing new things or practicing things that you are looking to do. This is an interesting thing. I'm actually receiving a phone call while I'm doing this podcast. Well, I'm going to ignore that phone call. I'm going to keep going. This is absolutely fascinating. I've got to decide how I'm going to handle this in the future. So I'm going to keep going, and maybe I'll tell you on my next podcast what the phone call was about. So as I said, personal growth. Are you taking time to do something new? Maybe something that you've always wanted to do. Or are you taking time to practice your craft? For example, something that I spend some of my time on, which produces happiness and a sense of growth and all these different things, that is, people would argue, and certainly my wife would argue this, completely useless, is playing Dungeons & Dragons. It's a game that I always wanted to play when I was growing up. I never got a chance to play it much, maybe once or twice, but I always wanted to play it. And now here, in my middle age, I've actually been able to get together with some of my friends and play. And doing so gives me great happiness. It's something new. Maybe it won't feel so new a year from now, but it's great to finally check something off the bucket list. And it also gives me an opportunity to practice my craft. I mean, things like Dungeons & Dragons or video games are the ultimate in hacking happiness because they give you that progression. They show you uh, how you are progressing in your life. There's very clear cause and effect between your actions and becoming happier. So that's a great opportunity for me. The final point, as I mentioned, is a sense of giving back to the community. And you may think, gosh, I'm busy, I don't have time. But if you take the time to help others, just like if you take the time to express gratitude, or if you take the time to learn new things and grow personally, it's going to have a huge dividend for you. And I'll give you an example from my own life. Every year, I do some work with the Unreasonable Group Mentoring Entrepreneurship. Uh, mentoring entrepreneurs, social impact entrepreneurs who are trying to have a difference in the world. And I do this because it helps fill the tank of the soul. It gives me a sense I'm part of a greater community. And I keep doing it because of that community. When I'm there with the fellows and the mentors, the fellows being the entrepreneurs, the mentors being the other people who come in to help them, as well as the staff of the Unreasonable Group, I feel great. It's like being part of an accepting community where we're all working together to make the world a better place. I want you to find that in your own life. What are the groups that you can be a part of that are going to, in fact, give you that sense of being part of something bigger than yourself and that you're giving to the community? We often view everything through this lens of expected value, cost, benefit, all that. But you know what? One of the benefits that we have a hard time quantifying is the sense that we feel like we're a good person 
and that we're a part of something bigger than ourselves. And I don't want you to neglect that. I feel like many people neglect these intrinsic motivators because they're so focused on things they can measure, how much money they make, how many friends they have on Facebook. I want you to focus instead on fulfilling those intrinsic motivations. If you're able to do all these various things, you're able to assemble together a set of activities, a job, a hobby, a cause, and pull these together into a portfolio that is balanced, that provides you with the income, the upside, the identity, and the, and the intrinsic motivations that drive happiness, then you will live a happy and productive life. And if you do that, you'll truly be a star portfolio manager.